You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are back, and we're going back to the world of Big Finish, and we are looking at the Paternoster Gang Season 3. And this is a good one. It's a three-part story that, well, it's actually all to kind together. Each one's its individual story, but there's three stories we're going to be reviewing, and we get to see Jenny Strax and Madame Vastra. It's awesome, and we are looking forward to it. And speaking of looking forward to it, we got a great crew here tonight. Let's, of course, welcome Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. You ready to go back to Elizabethan England? I am so looking forward to this. I love the Paternoster Gang. And Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you, my friend? I am peachy keen. And, uh, and you know, I'm with Strax. I, I hate that moon. Oh, <laughs> understandable. That, that, that moon's got to go. That moon, well, it's a big egg anyway, so it's okay. So definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. How are you guys doing? surviving okay we're just curious want to know how you guys have been we are going to you know talk all about this but please tell us have you been following these stories in big finish we definitely would love to hear from you guys please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com tell us what you guys think have you been enjoying these is there any other big finish you guys want us to review because we only have one more of the paternoster gang do you want us to talk about jingo and lightfoot do you want us to talk about some of the Torchwood audios. Do you guys want us to do some of the Sarah Jane stuff? You Will know? you send us a gift card cause, so we can afford all these? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if they support us through the uh, Patreon, Patreon, maybe we'll, we'll be able to get that. So we definitely would love to hear from you guys. And, you know, please, we, we would love to hear what you guys have to say. So hopefully, you know, we could find out, you know, what's next on our list because we do have a couple more River songs ahead of us. And... You know, do you want to see talk about the Eighth Doctor stories? Do we want to? I know we're going to probably be doing the Ninth Doctor stuff coming up. Oh, there. I'd love to do the Ninth Doctor stuff. Ninth yeah. Doctor, and I think we we've got slated uh, the tenth, uh, ten and River, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. So, so I think those are we're going to make time for those. But yeah, I would uh, certainly be keen to. Uh, 
to know if there's anyone out there that are good um, because I think that the ones with the featuring the doctor get all the, you know, obviously all the attention, but some of the ones with some of the companions, et cetera, et cetera, I would imagine the pattern Oster gang, I don't know the, the exact download numbers, but I would think that they're much lower and that's a shame because as we'll, as we'll hear in our review, but I think we said in the first two volumes, this, this stuff is great. Like, they're uh, awesome. I think uh, I think I I'll go ahead and say it. I think this is my favorite series that Big Finish has done. Really, oh, I totally. I, I agree. I, I yeah. agree. It's been high quality all the way through. I agree with yeah. that. I I was falling off a little bit with the last one we did, but I think this one picked it up quite a bit. So we'll what a get difference more a good theme that. song makes. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Let> alone. <laughs> exactly. My ears were bleeding from you know. <laughs> River, you know, <laughs> popping up. So, yeah, it was interesting, and we're going to talk about it in a few minutes. But we do have a little bit of news to hop about. And so we have found out, of course, our friends over at Hulanta. We thought they were dead and buried, but they are coming back this year with a one-day virtual con. Yay. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, Alan, they came back last year, and and they're one of the few things you know you can count on with one hand, like the good things about the pandemic, right? If it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't be getting uh, new Hulanta. No, not at all. Because you know, as far as Alan was concerned, it was dead and buried, and exactly it, he was moving on to other projects. But last year, because of the pandemic. He had some free time, and so he decided to run a virtual con, and it was so successful, he's decided to pick it up once again, which awesome. is pretty darn awesome. And Alan always put on a good show. He It always felt like us, for us, it was the home Doctor Who show for us. And it was always, they always made us feel welcome. They always included us in panels, talking to guests. It was always a nice time. And we always had a table right by where the guests went in, so we waved at them as they walked by us and didn't pay attention to Earth Station Who. So it was perfect. It was really awesome. Just like real life. <laughs> exactly. So it was always great. And, you know, always, you know, Colin Baker stealing candy from our bowl and trying to look innocent about it. And, <laughs> you know, it was it was always a good time. So Hulanta is always great and I think, if I'm correct, I think they have it scheduled for May 29th. That sounds right. And so it's just a one-day con. It's going to be online. We've thrown our hat in the ring that we'd like to come back and work with them. So hopefully Alan will pick us up on that offer because I know he's getting a lot of people wanting to help out and put do panels and such. So mm -hmm. it'll be very interesting to see. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, most of the panels and such that they do, interviews and whatnot, chats with celebrities that they did last year, they did actual live streaming. So there wasn't a lot of pre-recorded content. Um, uh, so that was both at its advantage and disadvantage where, you know, uh, uh, you had to like a lot of these things you had to catch. Uh, and if you if you weren't there when it happened, you missed it. So. Um, but uh, it was it was good because he did get a lot of. Uh, uh, named people. Um, I know that uh, I think I was able to catch the Rachel uh, Talley chat. Um, she's always great to uh, to hear uh, talk about her experience directing Doctor Who and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there was a couple that they also had to do a lot of fan panels, of course, which we 
would love to help out on. Oh, exactly. We like we don't like talking about Doctor Who. Come on, you know <laughs> when we're you know we're easy and we're cheap to work with, so it's okay. So you know it would be always be a great time to do it, and it's always just a fun time being involved with the local Atlanta Doctor Who convention. The only other Doctor Who con that I hear that is actually also going up is right now, of course, is, what is it, Chicago TARDIS. Yeah, Chicago TARDIS has announced that they are planning to have a live event. Um, they It will be Thanksgiving weekend again, November 26th to the 27th. I'm uh, sorry, 26th to the 28th. Um, and uh, right now they've only announced officially one guest, and that is Sadie Miller who uh, portrays Sarah Jane Smith in Big Finish. Uh, she has the distinction of being the daughter of the late Elizabeth Sladen. So uh, so they're keeping that part. <laughs> no, nepotism. She right? kind of had it in on the role there. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a nice tribute to Liz, I think. And uh, I don't know Sadie's work, so I, I haven't heard any of her adventures. I'm, I'm kind of curious to, to hear if she sounds like her mom. Uh, but uh, I think it's a great... Uh, way to keep it in the family now they did announce that uh or they did state that they are going to make more guest announcements this week so the last week of march first week of april so so check out uh the, the chicago tardis their various social media facebook instagram whatnot uh to find out who else is going to come but they they are i would say outside of gallifrey one which of course is like the big daddy of all doctor who conventions in the u.s I think Chicago TARDIS is a close second. Uh, they've been around for a long time and they, they get a great collection usually of, of past classic uh, and, and present Dr. Who guests as well as behind the scenes folks. Um, and uh, they, they do a really good job at getting a lot of Dr. Who fans together. I had the pleasure of going a couple times. Uh, it's obviously been a long time since I've been, but um uh, yeah, I guess it started in 2000 is when uh, it says here that the Midwest's largest Doctor Who convention started in 2000. So they've been going for over know, 20 years, over 20 years. So God, I'm old. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a show that even, you know, it's it's kind of one of those. And despite the fact that it happens on Thanksgiving weekend, usually every year, they usually are it, pretty well attended. So a lot of people are like, you know what? We don't want turkey. We want Doctor Who. Mm, well, you know kind of ties together in some ways especially the older <laughs> series so it's okay yeah some of those are real turkeys oh yeah very much so and you know i know kevin from the flopcast is very huge on turkeys but i know his wife is into doctor who so it kind of ties in <laughs> so i don't know that uh, felicity's ever been to chicago Tartars. i know that there's a few other uh folks on the eso network that go nathan logs has been going the last couple years um some other folks as well so um so ESO Network is going to be probably represented, but I only hope that one day we can go in person and, uh, and you know, and take part in the show. Exactly. And, you know, be part of a panel or actually host a, a panel or interview some people. That would be pretty darn awesome. And, you know, if the folks at Chicago TARDIS is listening, we are available. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be and, uh, very cool. And Unfortunately, no news on Conque, uh, Con Castaburas in uh, by our good friends over in uh, at Birmingham, right? No, Huntsville. Uh, oh, Huntsville, Huntsville. Right, sorry, yeah. Huntsville, Alabama. Um, we like that show a lot, and uh, man, I feel I feel really bad that they had to postpone and they didn't get a chance to do the last uh, year or so because they were scheduled to have 
uh, among other folks, uh, you know, Dan Starkey, who would have been the, the third member of the Paternoster gang that we haven't met and interviewed yet. So. <laughs> oh, I know. We were, we were supposed to interview Dan Starkey, but we were also supposed to, you know, interview Donna Noble. Yes. Yep. Uh, she was supposed Catherine to be there Tate as well. Was... Catherine Tate was supposed to be there. Yeah. So it would have been really awesome. That was last year's show and they had to cancel. And I know they're not going to even try this year. Yeah. yeah. They've been, they've been having some difficulty anyway. I think the year prior to last year, they were, they, they didn't have one because of scheduling this out. Well, so that was also personal reasons why yep. they yeah. canceled that so, one. So. so let's hope that, um, you know, the South can, can rise again when it comes to <laughs> Dr. Who conventions. Uh, oh, dare you, over, sir. <laughs> this whole thing is over with. So, so yeah, I think that would be actually great to go back to Con K. Huntsville is a great community for the geeks and you know the folks there matthew and his the gang over there are awesome bonnie does a great great show in huntsville and definitely if Absolutely. ever comes back we will be there and yeah. everything so it's easy and it's an easy drive from atlanta it's less than three hours so it's not too terrible to get there and it's a very accessible to Nashville, Tennessee, and it's also, you know, Birmingham, like Mike had mentioned, and of course, you know, Chattanooga, Knoxville, not that far, folks. It really, really isn't. So definitely check out Concaster Burris. Definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. So, and if there's one, sorry, one more time, one more thing, Mike, if there's one other convention of note, of course, in the South regarding Doctor Who, and that's Dragon Con. Um, we don't know yet about guests. But uh, we do know, and if you listen to the DragonCon report that we just recorded when it, it comes out this week, uh, you'll find out that um, uh, that DragonCon is going to happen uh, this year. They are Their goal is to have a live event of some kind. Uh, what that looks like exactly is to be determined, but they are going to do a, a hybrid show where it's part um, live action and part virtual so, uh, so that a lot of people can participate. Um, and I would expect that, you know, Brit Tracks and the Doctor Who programming will be part of that, exactly who they're going to get, how, you know, all of that stuff is up in the air. But uh, make a note that on Labor Day weekend, uh, something Dragon Con related is going to happen. And if you can be there, uh, if that works out, great. If not, don't worry, because uh, you'll be able to enjoy parts of the, the, a lot of content from your from the safety of your own sequestered bunker. Yep, exactly. So Dragon Con will be coming to you once again. So definitely check it out. So I will definitely, you know, look forward to seeing people virtually or physically. <laughs> you know, I would just, you know, it's it's my dream to be able to go back to cons and be able to hang out with my friends, talk about all these favorite topics we like to talk about. I think what with Dragon Con last year, I did 17 panels. I think that was even more than normal because I couldn't be at two places at one time. <laughs> we did two. I believe we did two panels regarding uh, our station who uh, for the Brit tracks last year. We did. Uh, and I think uh, we were on uh, other Brit tracks panels as well. So, uh, so yeah, no matter what they have a call for, uh, we will definitely try to help out. Um, but yeah, like you said, Mike, Look, a couple months ago, I would have thought that going to any shows in person this year was going was next to impossible, uh, at least doing it in a safe manner. But um, I continue to have hope that uh, this thing will 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 we're getting towards the end of this thing, the tail end, 
there is a light at the end of this tunnel. So hopefully we can all, you know, do our business, do our job, get vaccinated and, and turn the corner on this thing. From your mouth to God's ears, my friend, you know, <laughs> it would be great. It would be really awesome. You know, I know you and I, Mike, have gotten vaccinated and not so sure just, about just Mary. the first shots. Just nope, the first I, shot. I've got the first one last Thursday. Yay. Woo-hoo! So we're all on our way to getting fully vaccinated. So hopefully everybody at home is too. And of course, check with your local governments or local you know, municipalities and such to see about getting vaccinated because it's pretty much by May 1st. Uh, the president pretty much said he wants every adult in the country have the ability to get vaccinated. Yep. So, fingers crossed, folks. Fingers crossed. With that being said, let's take a quick break, and we will be back with the Paternoster Gang 3. This is Cowboy Jim, and I'm here to talk to you about the Cigar Nerd Podcast. Nothing I like more on the old dusty trail than sitting down and listening to two good old boys who smoke cigars and talk about nerd things like movies and TVs and comic books and all that stuff. So saddle up and ride on over to CigarNerdPodcast.com. They're also on the ESO Network. Yeehaw! So we're back with the Paternoster Gang 3, and it's going to be an interesting one because this one actually combines really well and almost leaves you in a little bit like what's going to happen next compared to some of the other stories, which in previous seasons it felt like they were all, each story in it was an individual and didn't really tie together. This, all three of these were very tightly wound together and even brought back some characters from older seasons, which is kind of neat to see. And it was great. You know, it's it's like having friends come back, you know, who you haven't seen in a while. And it is awesome. The chemistry just keeps on getting better and better between the three of them, too. Oh, they're so amazing together. I love their interaction, and it really comes through on audio. Yeah, it's almost better on audio in a way. Right. Well, just... I'm, sh- I'm sure the actors love it because they don't have to get into the makeup. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> right. and I, I wouldn't blame yeah. them. Two out of the three of them have to get up real early to get in the makeup chairs. So I'm sure they're both like, "Woo, We are happy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the one uh, advantage. Well, one of many advantages they have of not having a live action series. But this, this is... I don't want to say it's the next best thing to having a live action series, because obviously it would be great to have one, but I will say that if there ever is a Paternoster gang live action series, I hope that the people who are responsible for writing it will, will they'll be pulled from this big finish series because they are just doing a fantastic, fantastic job. This one, you're right, Mike. Um, Even though the subtitle for all the seasons has been heritage uh, and this, so this is heritage volume three, 
Um, I don't think it's been really clear until this volume, like exactly what that through line is of a heritage is going to what is 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 going to be or is I should say. Uh, they we kind of had hints of it here and there with these sort of prehistoric kind of creatures uh, being let loose and that kind of thing, but nothing to the extent of actually every single one of these episodes I think is, is important and has got clues as to what, what is the heritage storyline. Oh, very much so. And it's really interesting to see because literally in the first storyline, you finally get to get a little bit more of, you know, basically Jenny's origins and mm, they're not nice ones. Oh no. <laughs> you, she, you think your family's bad boy. <laughs> Jenny's wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Je- you think, you know, cause you assume Jenny was just left home because she was homosexual and, you know, and back in the eight, late 1800s, it was obviously not accepted. Or anywhere. even just wanted to break away from her restrictions as a as a woman. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. But here or you just, or just just to break away from really nasty people. Oh, and you, <laughs> yeah. And, well, that's you, what the reality is. Exactly. You actually find out how nasty her family really was, or mm-hmm. and it was, and it was just amazing. Her family was scum of the earth. They and, are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> they are really horrible. I think actually. They, they lighten it up uh, because if you really think about their family, her parents in particular, um, they're horrible people. Uh, they're just, uh, and they're, it's, there's a real darkness to them. Um, but I think they're kind of treated a little bit lighter than uh, maybe, I don't want to say they should be, but in a lighter form in this, in the story, because not only are they horrible people because they're abusing um and profiting off of uh other uh people individual like unique creatures we'll say uh but they also are terrible parents um look i get i guess jenny ran away but they've got at least two other kids that they've abandoned and they have no idea where they are and they don't care care. and and they were (laughs) stupid enough not to realize when the person claiming to be their son coming back was like way older than the kids should have been. <laughs> they, they don't care. No, they were just happy that the uh, kid who came back actually brought another alien with them. You know, as you yeah, know, for as, a sideshow. As long as you had somebody else to exploit, then mm-hmm. you know they loved you. Yeah, that's why they. That's why. That's why they sought out Jenny. They weren't like they didn't want a family reunion. They just wanted the china. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and Strax's bracelet. <laughs> Exactly, and and uh, although I would have loved to seen her like pop up on on uh, Strike I, I, I can't wait for that to happen. It's like at the end, is she gonna you know like teleport like, to Santar? Where did Mom disappear to? She just popped away. <laughs> She's in the land of the potato men, and you get a lot of them actually in the third storyline. Yeah, it would have been kind of cool if they could have tied that together somehow. Like that that would have been like how they they got came on to uh find them or something is because she actually indicated them uh, uh or set some uh signaling device off but look um yeah uh in each one of these actually we get you know i mean in the first episode we get a uh, backstory to 
uh, uh, to Jenny, uh, find out her name, her real name isn't really Flint, no. uh, which was a, apparently a surprise to Catherine <laughs> when she read the script. <laughs> um, uh, in the second story, we get some backstory to um, uh, Madame Vastra and the Slyrian race. And mm-hmm. in the third one, we get some some uh, stuff going on with um, uh, Strax. Strax. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. we get, you know, all three of them have uh, character moments, and yet none of them feel like they're completely overshadowing the others. It's, it's a, They're very well balanced in terms of stories and the way that the characters interact. Oh, it was great. And the second story, you know, how everyone kept on comparing Madame Vastra to Sherlock Holmes and her, you know, her saying, I had enough of Conan Doyle, you know, <laughs> plagiarizing my stories and my adventures and using them for his own. And, you know, and I had to send Strax there to threaten him. And it was just like, it was just awesome. It yeah, was just- it's. I, I just so happens I uh, just completed reading, uh, finishing up reading the entire uh, library of Sherlock Holmes by Conan Doyle. So oh, I am now familiar with uh, all of the stories. I, w- I had read uh, a few of them prior to this, but uh, I had never just sat down and read all of them. There's like 60 total and uh, including four novel novellas. One of which is Hound of the Baskervilles, which is probably the most famous uh, home story, which is uh, whatever rain, remains, the second story in this takes a lot of cues from. It is kind of a funny joke that, you know, Madame Vastra in particular is saying that, you know, that uh, Doyle steals from her uh, and that uh, all her adventures are ones that Doyle later uh, sort of uh, uh, makes over into home stories. When in fact, the absolutely true that if it wasn't for Conan Doyle in real life and Sherlock Holmes, that we would probably have no Paternoster gang. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all, not it's at all. all very meta. <laughs> and, and meta done in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. In, in a fun you, way. Exactly. You would expect that um, that that would be the case, you know, where, uh, you know, if you, you, you have two choices at, at this point, you could either, you know, sort of uh, admit that Holmes was a real person. Or you could, you know, go with Doyle being uh, uh, sort of looking at uh, a real life figure and copying them, which he which he did a little bit of. So um, uh, I, I like that. And especially since, you know, the storyline does involve a, a mythical creature attacking folks in a Moorish type environment. Uh, a dangerous type environment with some other stuff going on. And, the and giant yeah, that, sea chicken. It was awesome. Yeah, it's the <laughs> mayor it's, chicken. It's, yeah. Yeah. Instead of instead of a, uh, a you know a hellhound, it's a mere chicken, which I guess does really exist. There really is an actual myth of that somewhere in uh, in England. So uh, that's that's a strange tale in of itself, I'm sure. No, it was interesting. I actually really enjoyed all the stories, and all of them flowed really well. And there wasn't one where it was just like, is this one over yet? And there's been some big finishes, even some river songs. We've been that way. And I've, been, yeah. I've been really critical of the river song ones. I'm yeah. yeah. There's some river songs that dragged, but I felt I kept when, when this was over, it's like, wait, is it's done already? Oh, I know. <laughs> how short were those? <laughs> well, exactly. It, I was like going, wait, wait, wait. I want to find out what's going on with the, Madame Vastra and that skull thing. And where's the missing, you know, member of the, what is it, Bloomsbury Bunch? Um, yeah, yeah, Bloomsbury I think, Bunch. Yeah. yeah. 
And so it was just it was just interesting. There was just like, I want this, I want this. No, I don't want to stop. Keep going. <laughs> and that, that those are the best kind of stories. I mean, they really did a wonderful job with this. And oh, I yeah. just and, and the relationships, the characterization. I love that Jenny and Vaster were fighting <laughs> part way through it. Oh, that was and, awesome. That and, was truly awesome. And they did it in a very real way. I mean, they, they felt like, like a couple fighting. I mean, they both had their secrets. There was a lot of miscommunication going on. And oh, the one, the one part where, you know, you left me behind. How dare you, you know? Yes. Oh, or, the- I, you know, the part where, um, Vastra want, wants to help the people, uh, Find find the people homes who uh, who Jenny's family have exploited, and Jenny says, "Well, can can't we just pretend like none of this ever happened?" Oh, ouch. Yes, I mean I like that part because it made Jenny a very real character. She has flaws, also, and and it's understandable from her character's point of view. She's been abused by these people, and she just wants to forget them. She wants to pretend none of it ever happened and live in her new life in her fishbowl now, but. You know, Vastra is not willing to do that. There's a, also a great scene in the second episode where um, at the end of it, Jenny says, look, I know I've accepted for outside of purposes that I am your servant and you are the lady, you know, as far as uh, there's a class difference between us. But don't you ever believe that? <laughs> like, like, I think it's sometimes, you know, uh, and not consciously. But I think Madame Vastra, obviously she sees herself as the leader of the group, mm-hmm. but to the extent that, you know, there's Jenny, like, no, no, you have to start treating me as an equal. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, granted, outs- to the outside world, I'm your servant, but, you know, when the doors are shut, don't you ever think that that's, that's the case here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she was, she, I think that was a fair criticism of her. Yeah, I, and I think this is something that's bothered me about the river song ones because river is often written as somehow, you know, pining after the doctor or subservient to the doctor or, you know, everything in her life revolves around the doctor and she's not a complete person on her own. And I think that that's a grave mistake when writing her. I think that's a character that does not need to to have that kind of baggage. And so, and I think the the writers here take a lot of liberties with these characters in this in this series more than the other two or three that we've uh, the other two sorry that we listened to because those were pretty much status quo. This one, they're willing to go to tell backstories. They're mm-hmm. willing to um, you know have a little bit of conflict, introduce a little bit of conflict between these characters, which I don't think I'd really noticed beforehand. It seems like they the big finish is really taking ownership of these characters and saying, look, we're going to, we're going to put them through the ringer. Um, and we, we might have, we might make, you know, subtle changes. These, this series might, uh, we can have these characters grow because no one else is doing anything with them. So why not? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm really, I'm, I'm so thrilled that they, they found good writers and gave them, uh, at least somewhat free reign to to shape these stories, and it really shows. I mean, they are good, well crafted stories, and and they're good characters. I mean, uh, it, Vastra's flawed too. I mean, Vastra's very very quick to violence sometimes, and Jenny calls her on that. Mm-hmm. And and it's like it, they're such a good good balance as a couple because mm-hmm. they they just don't let each other get away with with that kind of crap. Well, it was interesting because I felt like you. F- saw Vastra 
loser temper more in this, these three stories than you have in the past. Yeah, she was, well, she was under a tremendous amount of stress than mm-hmm. she's been in the last, I mean, she's going through a lot in her own, with her own heritage. I mean, her, that's the main gist of this this series is her and that secret that she has with her uh, her past. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, nice. and it's going to come back to bite everybody. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you, you can really see the overarching theme now of the series where it's it's basically everybody overcoming their past, yeah. mm-hmm. learning from their past and asserting their their own identity, separating themselves from from that that all the things that have sh- that shaped them from before. And, and they're doing it in a really well written way. Mm-hmm. You saw that a lot with Strax, in the, especially in the mm-hmm. third story. Yes, I, I was. Re- it was really nice to see him shine in that third yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And well, I like the interaction between Strax and Stan. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was good to hear. It was like, yeah, because with the first time the Bloomsbury uh, bunch was uh, introduced, they, we didn't really get a lot of scenes of them together, apart from them just you know bickering at each other. Where this one, they they have to they have to work together, and they they recognize each other, one another as you know compatriots, really, because they're. They're both in the same situation. They're both outcast from uh, Centauran. For different reasons. Right. For different reasons, sure. Yes. But yet, um, you know, they both decided, you know, uh, that scene where they're, that, that sequence where they're talking to one another and they realize that they, they you know, because at one point Stax is like, why don't we go back to the Centauran army? That's what that's where we belong, right? And he, you know, it's through talking to uh, Stan that, he, that they realize, that they both kind of realize they they don't want to go back. They mm-hmm. built lives and they have families and they have a crew here now that they, that they're, that makes them, God forbid, happy. I know. Dare I say it? <laughs> happy. <laughs> I will never speak of it again, <laughs> which was just, it was just awesome. You know, they, the characterization and it was, it was just awesome. And it was, it was great because not only did you have, you know, faster and Jenny, but you also had Strawn and Tom also. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and they care for each other too. And, you know, because basically Strawn was going to go away and just disappear and, you know, just leave Strax and, and with the Santarans. And, you know, basically Tom was like, no, I'm staying here because of Jenny. And, you know, basically we're going to, you know, face the Santarans and whatever come, happens, happens. And, you know, basically it was just, it was just awesome to see. Yeah. I have to say when we first met the Bloomsbury bunch in the earlier audio, I wasn't too sure about them yeah. as characters. It, it wasn't my favorite story when they were introduced, but I really, it was really nice getting to know these characters here. Mm-hmm. It was actually nice because I think it also cut down this time because you didn't have the three of them. You only had two of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it was almost too crowded having the third, you know, the third one. It, yeah, I already know spoilers. We're going to see the other one in the fourth part. Well, you figure they have to go, hunt, you know, find her. I mean, they made right. it pretty obvious that that was a, you know. Yeah, that it's coming. Some, something that was coming. Exactly. Um, I think it was cool. It's a good move. Uh, the uh, the the person who wrote 
the first, the introduction of the Bloomsbury Bunch, Roy Gill, is the one who wrote uh, this follow-up episode. Um, other than that, the other two writers, Lisa McMullen and Robert Valentine, haven't read, haven't written any other Paznostra gangs uh, prior to this. So um, I think they've done an amazing job. Uh, the producers of Big Finish have done an amazing job keeping the consistency here with having different writers, um, for the most part, um, attack these stories because uh, we haven't seen that in some of the other series that Big Finish has done. No, agreed. And I have, you know, ideas where I'd like to see this go and characters I'd like to see them meet, you know, that are from this era because they're not time travelers. And, you know, the doctor taking them into space in A Good Man Goes to War was just a one-time thing. And, but they're Earth-based. And I could definitely see some, get some ideas. I would really love to see them, you know, run into Torchwood in this era. I think that would be kind of cool. And Captain Jack is actually with them in this era, too. I, I think it's possible. I think, you know, I'm surprised we haven't seen Big Finish really try to push other doctors on them or to push River Song on them or some other, like a lot of other guest stars. Because, look, Big Finish has a lot of other guest stars they could use. Um, I know that in the fourth series, we do get... Uh, Jago, right? Of Jago yes. and like, mm-hmm. yes. name. Uh, so he will be, and he, and that makes sense because he's in that time period. But look, any of the other doctors uh, could 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 interact with them at some point. Um, as could River. Uh, as could you're right, Torchwood. So um, I, I don't. Yeah, the, there's still a lot of potential with this group and with this series. Um, but I'm really thankful. On the other hand that they've gotten a chance to just grow on their own organically. Well, exactly. Yes, yes. I'm so I'm actually really glad they haven't introduced too many other characters like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them in the future, but I'm glad that they had a good good foundation of us getting to know them mm-hmm. first. I'd like to see them finish off the storyline with Vastra, what they're trying to do with her heritage and then start introducing some of the more mainstream type characters or kind of hoping that ha- i'm hoping that that happens in the next volume i don't want to see this storyline go too much longer i don't think um but to mary's point i i definitely think that you know i think we've seen other and we're you know, i'm looking at you river uh we've seen <laughs> other other series where they kind of feel like sometimes they're just doing it to do it like they're just putting her with all these doctors without having a really good organic excuse or story to tell Mm-hmm. And um, I, I w- you're right. I would hate to see the Paternoster gang um, be in that situation. Now, like I, I think we've said before, Strax does appear in a Jago and Lightfoot storyline uh, when they were doing both of those, when they were able to do both of those uh, since uh, both actors were still alive. Um, um, so that's one that, you know, so there's sort of been a pre- crossover there, but like it's London. They're in the same time, same time frame. It makes sense that they would run it. They they kind of do the same thing where they they solve mysteries. So, uh, especially ones that are you know alien in nature or supernatural. So, it just seems to make sense that they would run in, run into one another at some point. Um, but as far as the other ones, as if they don't, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to force them to run into any other uh, folks. But it would be kind of cool occasionally to see that. And if it helps the series get more listeners, I'm all for that because, hey, I don't want to see this one go away. 
I would love to see them pop up on the regular TV show sometime. Mm. I would love them to meet, you know, Jody's doctor, I think would yeah, be pretty I think awesome. They, yeah, that would be really fun. I think it would be great because the last time we saw them on TV was Dr. Twelve's regeneration story. Mm-hmm. And so, and after that, they just went poof because they popped during the Moffat era, during Matt Smith's, they kept on, you know, popping up and popping up, which is great. Wow. And there are great stories. So well, hopefully we, you know, I mean, Chibnall made it a point, certainly in his first season as a showrunner to try to not use as many Doctor Who related things as he could. Um, and I think he's come around to, you know, obviously with Captain Jack being in there, uh, as well as introducing a couple of uh, monsters, uh, alien races from from the past, as well as Captain Jack himself. I, I think that, you know, that Chibnall is more open to the idea of having other uh doctor who but the thing is when you if you get the paternoster gang you have to get you have to hire three actors instead of just one <laughs> and the bbc is not having a lot of money right now oh definitely not most definitely so not. I, I think it's a little bit more of a challenge for them plus the time period they're in and whatnot it does make it kind of difficult but um I, i'm all for that like live action paternoster gang i want to see it you know i think we were we talking about an article uh, a few months ago or whatever a month ago that Russell T Davies said that he want he would love to see a live action sort of Doctor Who universe open up and sort of the way that Big Finish has done it audio wise he thinks that the BBC should do that too and I think we all agree that that would be cool as long as the stories were good obviously and yeah they sort of kind of tried to do that with class but boy did it not work yeah, absolutely class absolutely. had no class basically. <laughs> But you know the Paternoster Gang actually... is a very uh, Paternoster Gang is a very very good good solid uh, idea of a of a series that could be really well done in a short little burst. So you don't have to be a, a huge like thirteen episode series. Or even make it a little easier. What about an animated version? I'll take what I can get at this point, as long as the writing's good. Mm-hmm. As long as it's mm-hmm. good writing, as long as it's not Chibnall, I'll be very happy. <laughs> It always so. comes down to the writing, and, mm-hmm. and it really shows in, in this series because, boy, the writing has been stellar. Mm-hmm. This has been – this is like – I agree with you guys. This has been my favorite big finish non-Doctor Who material. So, you know, of course, there, you know, I would love to see the Doctor. But if it's just the three of them, I could listen to these guys – in character, read the phone book. I would love to hear Strax read the phone book. <laughs> you know, I, it, talk about something that doesn't get old. Like Strax doesn't get old to me. Every time he calls, and he does it several times an episode or several, several times in the story. Every time he refers to Jenny as boy, I chuckle. <laughs> I just, boy. Cause he, he just has no idea what the difference is between men and women and all that. And it's just so funny that, you know, I think in the last episode where he's a, a waiter, you know, and he's like, you know, sir and or madam, <laughs> 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 when he's addressing someone because he just he just, he can't just tell doesn't the know. He just doesn't know. And that's another thing that's been a theme of these particular stories that I think was there before, but in this one, really felt like it was in it really relevant in the fact that each one of these stories is basically a condemnation of of um criticizing people or 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 casting people out because they're different 
but embracing them because of the, their differences. And as long as that difference doesn't create something toxic or is not violently uh, violent uh, in nature, then I think, uh, you know, they, they represent this outcast group that is basically saying like, you know, don't, don't treat us like freaks. No, yeah, it's, that's it's, a good it's way to put it. Finding the person right, but behind the facade. And it's like that. I mean, really, the whole uh, end of the first episode is, is about Vastra fighting for her personhood, saying she's not going to go down this road again. You're not going to tell me I am I am not not worthy just simply because of, of what I look like or where I come from. No. Yeah, I'm the, a person too. Yeah, the, the idea that she had been through that once before was was pretty. It was another it was revelation heartbreaking. and yeah. heartbreaking, right? And this, we, you know, even though we think like, okay, Victorian era, uh, this is uh, the time of like Sherlock Holmes and and the Industrial Revolution and all that kind of stuff. This is also the time when the you know there was an Elephant Man, right? Where uh, you know poor poor uh, John Merrick, right? Uh, yes. They uh, they they you know they locked him away and and ostracized him because just because he looked different. And uh, um, the the, <laughs> the Victorian era in England was not was not above that sort of thing. <laughs> no, and that's what you found with Jenny's parents. They exactly, were, they were the ones to fully exploit, you know, basically exploit it, and it was just it was interesting to see. So I really enjoyed the characters. I liked, you know, her, you know, her reaction to her parents, you know, and, you know, it was just, it was just awesome. And like, what are you doing here? You know, to the mother showing up at, you know, Paternoster Row. And it was just, it was just awesome. You know, so I, I thought it was very well done. And I loved, you know, Strax, you know, I was just going to comment about her having her all our China in her <laughs> muffler. <you know? laughs> oh man! Every time Dan Starkey opens his mouth, it's 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 a treat. Yeah, oh, he, uh, really, fan, he, he is fantastic. <laughs> he's he's really great. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and and look, Carol great work great. from yeah. I was going to say great work from rest of them. Um, on the and the the last uh, episode usually or the last you know thing on the big finish series that's always included is a making of behind the scenes interviews and whatnot and uh i noticed that when they um they were talking to uh Catherine that uh man she sounds older than jenny now <laughs> like if she's just talking just her regular voice uh you know it's been what three years i think when since we met her right mm -hmm. now yeah. so yeah that that, that girl's growing <laughs> oh yeah most definitely well she's, she's got to tap into something now when she plays jenny because uh she doesn't she doesn't sound that um yep, she's just not that age anymore exactly mm -hmm. exactly so you know people do grow up look at us you know we've been doing this for no, how many years yeah we may not be the right yeah. the i was gonna right say example, don't, 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 don't look at us we, we're we're <laughs> We're never no. growing up. No, 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 no. Where's, no, where's no. the fun in that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But um, I don't think we need to rate this. We all loved it. I thought we all absolutely. Had it. I look five stars, five whatever, yeah, five the, whatever plus. the top, whatever ten, the top ten rating. Ten tortoises out of five. Whatever yeah. the you know, ten moons, right? <laughs> uh, ten moons each. Uh, whatever you, whatever you want to get. It, like, 
if people are listening to this that haven't, you know, if they've made it this far in our review and uh, just heard us rave about it, if you have not listened to the Paternoster game, please do so. Um, like I said, it's it's the best one I believe that big, and I'm not, you know, just the, the story wise, the acting, the uh, the effects, even the music, like everything, just is coming together with these in a way that I haven't felt as satisfied with the other big finishes and i'll even put it over the ones that have featured doctors in it um the only pet peeve that i have with them is that they cannot help it they have to like they are so um they can't help themselves they always have to make like one voice that has some sort of effect on it that makes it difficult for me to understand (laughs) (laughs) yeah like in that second episode, I'm like, was it really necessary to like take that actress's uh, voice that yeah. played the older that, that played the older Celine lady and 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 really like make her mechanical? Like it just it, it took something away from me, and I think it takes something away from the actors performing it too. And yeah, I, I just agree. wish they wouldn't it do was, that. It was unnecessary. It just was unnecessary. There was no. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. she could have acted that perfectly well without any effect well she did if you listen to the behind the scenes stuff they're interviewing her and they actually listen you can hear her record her lines just playing out with her voice and she's actually she's actually much better i think when without the whole uh, effect that they add and i i they can't help themselves they're an audio medium i think they sometimes they feel like that's what they need to do um I, i don't think they need to as much as they do and i will say because that there's not as many aliens or they're not space adventures or robots in in these adventures there's less of that here um in their stories but still every once in a while i'm just kind of like just let the actors Mm, do it man that's why you hire them well i was running into in the first story the blue alien with the four arms yep yep I was having trouble understanding her. Yeah. Him, I had no problem understanding. But her, it was like, what? I had to go back. I actually had to rewind a couple times because there were periods where it was just like. Yeah, they just put this weird, I don't know, reverb or something on her voice. I mean, don't. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> just just I mean, say I'm listening, no. <laughs> I'm listening to it with headphones, and I still am having a difficult time. Yeah. No, noise canceling. And I'm like, is, is that, you know, it's so, and it's still. They can't. They can't help themselves. That's who they are. I get yeah. it. So I mean, I, I've learned I've, to accept it. Here, here's the thing: if you have to do that to distinguish a voice, then there's something wrong with the writing, because it should be a, the context should be established in the writing, so you shouldn't be confused. No, yeah. agreed. I agree with that completely, Mary. It, I think that was true with the with the when in the in the last one, Inheritance Two, right? Wasn't there one that one storyline? There was a couple of aliens, and they sounded horrible and it really yes. was difficult to yes. understand that whole storyline because you had to and just because they were like oh they're aliens so we must have to add an effect onto them and oh, like, i think that was the yeah. spring hill jack or something yeah. like that storyline no not that's not the one i'm thinking of the one i was thinking of i think was the first episode where there was they were in their house and oh dining with that oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 no agreed but you know, keep these coming, folks. Keep yeah, these absolutely. coming. I, yes. I want to see these come in as long as they want. And I promise I will never mispronounce, you know, Katrin's name ever again. So. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Mike has learned his lesson. Oh, did I ever. Haunts him to this he, day. Yeah. And before he says her name, he always pauses that extra half second. Just <laughs> make sure 
<laughs> Look, don't I, say I, Catherine. I, don't say Catherine. Don't say She's, she was so sweet about it and she's like yeah i mean maybe it, maybe it's because we've met them and we feel like there's a personal connection that we you know but that's okay too i i think that the, they can still back up these stories well enough that even if uh, uh look i've met look i think we all know that uh, despite i've met alex kingston a couple times and uh and i and i know you know how i feel about her but yet her adventures like sometimes just stink <laughs> yeah, and it's so, not it's never alex i mean, no, I mean she's no. always great in them but the writing has not been great it's been well it's been very up and down there's some really good ones but there's some really bad ones yep yeah that, that's true that's a good way to put it well definitely we'd love to hear from you guys at home what are your thoughts on it have you guys listened to this yet if you have let us know what you guys think or have we piqued your interest to actually pick this up you know, it is a great one, but I do recommend you listen to the first two before going into this one because, you know, you'll understand some of the characters more and such. So definitely check it out. I don't really think they have much of a special on one right now, but it was, you know, but definitely check it out. It's definitely worth it. Speaking of worth it, we will be back again in two weeks. We will be back and we are going to the fifth Doctor era. And guess what, folks? We're going to go right on a Concord. We're looking at time flight. <laughs> We're breaking the sound barrier. Damn straight. <laughs> Woohoo. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Tegan actually gets to be a flight attendant for once. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so it should be a lot of fun. Before we get out of here, let me thank my co-host for tonight. Of course, Mary Ogle, thank you as always. Oh, it was awesome to be here i i loved the talking about this one it is it is i think i'm with mike it's i think it's my favorite big finish so far it was just awesome mm -hmm. i agree completely and of course anything you want to promote uh you can find my artwork at maryogle.com or on etsy at evision arts yay and mr mike gordon thank you as yeah. always and as always, it's my pleasure, especially when we spend time in Victoria, England with these three. Oh, most definitely. Wouldn't know if I really would feel safe going on an adventure with the three of them, but it was <laughs> well, a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know. You may, It's probably better than going with the doctor, actually. At least you, you probably have more likelihood of surviving. Mm, okay. Good shot. Good shot. But it was definitely a lot of fun. And thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it more than you could ever know. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors if they are into Doctor Who, Earth Station Who is here. Please, please, please. With that being said, on behalf of my, the three of us, please stay safe. Get inoculated, folks. Please get your vaccine. No one's going to be injecting microbes into you, and the doctor's going to have to come investigate. Trust <laughs> us. He has no interest in that. He just wants you to get better, too. He wants us all to get better. So please, do it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time here on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we're done. Yeah. Woohoo! Yay! You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. 
has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.